Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the John Sanchez Show podcast. The following program is sponsored by Sanchez Wealth Management. Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Further information is available by contacting John at SanchezWealthManagement.com or by calling 800-1801. John Sanchez is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Independent Financial Group, LLC, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Securities only offered in states John Sanchez is registered in. Now, the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH. Good Thursday evening to you. Welcome to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH. Pleasure to be with you. One more day in the work week. I get to be with my best friends. It doesn't get any better than this, boys. Corey Edge of Edge Realty. How you doing, Big C? I'm doing great, John. How are you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Good. No complaints whatsoever, my friend. No complaints. The White Millard of Hometown Lenders. Great to have you, buddy. It's good to be here, John. And uh, happy Veterans Day to all those veterans out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Took the words out of my mouth. That's right. Yeah. Happy Veterans Day to all of you. Thank you for your service, for the family members, and all the sacrifices all of you have made to uh, to make this a most remarkable country and all the opportunities uh, that we all have. I mean, it can be without the veterans. So yes, we, we want to thank them. Corey, you want to echo that? I think I heard you uh, say Absolutely. Echo it a hundred percent. And, you know, I was surprised. I was listening to some of the commentators say today that the markets used to be closed because, um, you know, it was a big holiday and they've kind of reopened mm-hmm. back up, but hopefully everybody took some time today to appreciate the veterans. Cause I, I echo your sentiment that without them, this country wouldn't be, where it is today so absolutely absolutely you know it's a on veterans day to your point Corey. i always try to try to pause and and uh and and think about again what what phenomenal opportunities that all of us have i mean we live in a country because of the veterans that we have the freedom we have the choice uh you have unlimited income potential if you're not happy with your job you can move to the next one no one's going to hold you hostage if you know you wake up one day and you want to be self-employed and uh you go hey you know what maybe i was making uh, 80 grand or 100 grand last year but i want to make a million dollars it's up to you to do it and it's only because of this great country that we find ourselves in and uh yeah you just you just wish and i know you guys feel the exact same way you just wish you know when you reflect back on what a tremendous you know life that we're all blessed to live um there wasn't so much you know infighting among the politicians and the name callings and you know all the things that they do to to divide our country wouldn't it wouldn't it just be a great place if uh if we didn't have to deal with politicians and in their actions like that it's just <laughs> now we're daydreaming john yeah, I know. Nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. Hey, Dwight, how did uh, I imagine you had a nice quiet day today with the bond market being closed, huh? We did, you know, and 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 being a national company, we actually it, we, we actually took the day off, so that was good. good so, for you. Uh, good for thanks you. for closing things like that, but yeah, it's uh We'll see. We'll wait and see. It was a little rough on Wednesday, John. I almost called uh, you a little up to what the heck just happened. Yeah, yeah a, a little rough. The whole reason why 
it's the whole reason why the bond market or interest rates weren't trusting the you know what we saw on Tuesday that we talked about exactly. because you lost everything that you gained on Tuesday on Wednesday you lost it That's so right. it was That's interesting right. and I don't know it, 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 you know the headlines I read is the consumer the it, inflation's finally catching up to the market and the, more specifically the bond market I, I don't know you know if that if yeah. that's what you it's you know Jason and I talked about it in great detail and and you know let's go back if I remember correctly what did we have Dwight yesterday it was a what about a fifteen basis point increase if I remember yeah. uh, somewhere oh, there. yeah yesterday. it was big yeah yeah it was it was huge and it was it was right across the uh, the whole uh, you know maturity group I mean from the twos to the fives the thirties everything in between and and you know again uh, it, this came on the heels of the the PPI number the day before and then the CPI number yesterday and to your point Dwight I like how you summarize that. The, the market kind of caught up to that at that point. But, you know, we're still not 100% convinced there's not something else going on, right? From a from a technical trading standpoint, <clears throat> on Tuesday when we were all together, we were discussing, of course, as we always do, the 10-year treasury and the, the reflection in the mortgage market. And all of us were, <clears throat> were in agreement that, you know, just a lot of things just were not making sense, right? Uh, based upon strong earnings and good economic reports. And, you know, we we were, we were heading very quickly towards that sub 1.4% on that 10 year treasury. And Dwight, I bet you were, you know, getting some phone calls from people going, um, Hey, you know, <laughs> is this thing going to break 140? And if so, where will the mortgage rates be? Right. I want to, I want to wait right. on this. And, um, you know, then, then of course you said, Hey, you know what? The mortgage market, not really reacting to all this. They, they, they want to kind of take a, a breath and wait and see if it's for real. And boy, that, that turned out to be the right thing because yesterday when we got that hotter than expected CPI report, that's when everything shot up. But you know, the, the reason I'm, I'm hesitant to say, all right, this is going to be the new trend meaning up is because why didn't the market move on the PPI data? Right, the day before, instead yields went down. What was it about the CPI that that made it shoot up? Right, so I, I still think there's some some technical things going on that uh, you know you and I and Corey and the in our audience probably will never know because uh, it doesn't make sense. Now I'm, I'm checking the uh, the overnight bond market right now. Ten years up two basis points to a yield of one point five eight percent. So you know edging up just a little bit, but Dwight, it's not skyrocketing. You know, fourteen fifteen basis points again. Thank goodness. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I mean that's where it, you know we've talked about over the years. You know, people just they get a little, I, I guess, afraid when they start to see the big market oh, yeah. swings, and we haven't see, we haven't seen these in a while. You know, this nope. just nope. now we're starting to see them ever since I, you know the Fed's talked about you know a little bit of unwinding and things like that. But it, we haven't seen these spikes now probably for a year or so. But now you're right. starting to see the swings. Yeah, yeah, boy, no kidding. Yeah, it was a scary day yesterday when that uh, when that happened. It's uh, yeah, because you you just yeah, and that's we had that happen. I can't remember when uh, it was like maybe you know the last month or two. We had another one of those days where it was you know double digit gains all of a sudden in, in the yield, and you, uh, you sit back and you go, uh oh. But, uh, yeah. but you know the, the bright side of a double digit gain day like that, Dwight, is you you know there's something going on because that's not normal. I mean, a couple basis points here, a couple basis points there. That's normal, but when you move up like that, that tells you there's there's something going on under the surface, and you know, like I said, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think, um, and it's, this might be a completely stupid question, but does no. the Fed's tapering, uh, does them getting out of some of these treasuries affect that on market or are those two totally separate things and not just affect it like mentally, but actually affect it because the buyer's gone? You know, I was just going to take the word, or you just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say mentally it, it affects it, but, but, uh, 
quantitatively, I, I don't think that it does, Corey, or maybe in the long okay. run it will, right? And that's why the Fed's going to going to do it at the tune of $15 billion a month. But, you know, they haven't even done it yet. Now, of course, the bond market, the stock market is, is a forward-looking indicator, and they may be anticipating it. But, I, I, like I said, uh, why do, we, we got the news last week, right, when we had the Fed interest yeah. rate decision and then the press conference. Yields, what did they do? Just the opposite of what everybody thought. They started trending down and down and down. And like I said, coming near that, you know, sub 1.4 mark. But it was just all of a sudden something, you know, whether it was algorithmic trading or something clicked yesterday that drove everything up. Now, now generally, guys, um, you know, the, what will happen is you'll get somebody, whether it's a sovereign wealth fund or another country, or that's what makes the bond market different. Remember, we've got, you know, China, we've got Japan, we've got other countries that are that are investing in our bonds and or selling our bonds. And so usually it's going to take one big player to to do something and start the domino effect. And, you know, the, the smaller traders will look and see what the big traders are doing. And if they decided that they want to do uh, <coughs> start to. Um, start selling the bonds yesterday and drive those yields up. Well, they did the same thing. And it just creates that domino effect. But I don't know, Corey, I, I just, uh, I, I just don't think it was related to the, to the uh, reduction of the bond buying program. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, we, we've had that going on for, for, you know, basically a week now and yields have gone down. So it was, uh, it was bizarre. I, yeah. I almost got a hold of you too, Dwight and said, all right, did you see any movement today? And I had a feeling you probably didn't cause I would be shocked if the mortgage market, um, you know, the wholesale lines, et cetera, if they, if they moved on a, big day like that especially uh um you know uh, on the upside yeah yeah no it'll, we'll wait and see what happens tomorrow but yeah you're right yeah. Yeah. i i just don't think people should count on significant moves downward at this point in time i mean if they're holding off for yeah. something you know that just isn't there right now it's going to be tough it's going to be a tough market to to get that yeah, but the only thing that I could see near term in the horizon that that would cause those to go down now, mind you, uh, again, I'll say this with a little caveat of some unusual event or something, would be, you know, this volatility, this weakness we've been seeing in the stock market. We don't think it's going to last. We think this is just a pause that's going on right now. Uh, we actually turned things around a bit on the NASDAQ today, down a little bit on the on the Dow due to weakness in Disney. But, you know, if we if we get into one of these funks like sometimes happens after earnings season, um, you know, this is where I always give the analogy, the market wakes up every day or investors wake up every day and say, you know, what is it that I, I need to be excited about? And when earnings season is done, about the only thing they, the focus is going to be on is there's so much liquidity out there. And, and historically, November, December are good months in the in the uh, in the market. So people that may be sitting on excess cash at this point want to put it in and, and ride the wave for the rest of the year. Um, but um, but unless you know these rates start to click up a little bit and that pressures the the, the technology names, Dwight and Corey, um, I think you know we're we're going to look pretty good for the rest of the year. And I don't like I said I don't see uh, you know a sustainable move. I mean I would be shocked if we finished the year in the one sixties on the on the ten year treasury. I think one fifties yeah. you're comfortable with it, Dwight. The bond market's comfortable with it. So I think that's probably where we're going to settle down. And uh, you know barring again any any you know outlier or black swan type of an event, which of course right. can happen at any moment's notice. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to um, recap today's stock market activity for you. Talk to some of the movers and shakers, give you an update on Rivian, that hot IPO yesterday for the electric truck maker, give you some more movers, and then get ready for our real estate topic, which is the uh, October Reno Sparks Association of Realtors Market Report, one of my favorite topics we get to do. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What would happen if you combined old school with, well, we're not sure yet. Ross and Ryan in the morning on News Talk 780 KOH. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH with Corey Edge of Edge Realty and Dwight Millard of Hometown Lenders. Alrighty, boys, here's how we finished up the day. Like I said, it was a tough day on the Dow side with a 159 loss, 0.44%. We closed at 35,921. NASDAQ gained 82 points, a half a percent to 15,704. S&P up three to finish at 4,649. Um, the, the pressure point of the Dow today it was uh, all on Disney. Um, they had a, a bad earnings miss on on pretty much all facets from uh, the revenue, so the top line, the bottom line. And, and uh, Corey, you know, you and I always talk, when we talk Disney, I always think of you when uh, when it was announced, uh, however long it was ago, a year or so, when Disney announced that Disney Plus uh, streaming service. And remember we were discussing on the show, how you jumped on it and I jumped on it, even though I don't have young kids any longer. Yeah. Um, but And that subscriber growth was just going through the roof. Well, the subscriber growth is dramatically slowing. I think there's just too much competition out there. So, yeah, they, they just had a, a bad miss and finished the day down about uh, – uh, $12.36. That equated to a 7.1% loss. Uh, finished the day at 162.09. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, they talked a lot about the subscription today, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about it because I got a notice, I don't know, a week or so ago that my annual subscription was up and it was 70 bucks if I want to renew it. And, mm-hmm. and I haven't done anything yet, but I was, I was really thinking, man, we haven't watched that service for I'm the same way. months yep. because yep. they don't. They don't have the same, I mean, it's a whole different animal. They don't have new content. You can only watch, you know, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> so right. it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of how they resolve that. And I think the CEO was saying, you know, they're, they're going to reach out and start doing different content and different things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, you know, the, the, the streaming wars are, are just amazing to watch. Um, uh, seeing, you know, how some of them are, are very successful and, and some of them, of course, are still struggling. Um, it, it'll be like anything. You know, there were so many of them that were announced and created last year. And uh, I think it'll be like everything else. Uh, eventually, you know, a year or two from now, you'll probably see, you know, just a handful of them remaining. You know, the, the I think the, the Discovery will be a good one. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, probably I'm sure Disney will hang around also. But, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, frankly, uh, you know, People aren't watching TV as much anymore, right? Everybody's trying to get out. Yeah. <laughs> so all that factors together. Let's talk Rivian for just a moment, guys. Uh, again, uh, IPO yesterday, highly successful. This is the electric truck manufacturer that uh, you know has made, I think, 105 trucks so far. But for some reason, everybody wanted to pile in on the stock yesterday, and they decided to do it again today. Uh, it drove the stock up 22.1%, $22.26 gain to $122.99. Uh, their uh, 26-year-old CEO now a multi billionaire um let's see let's go to a firm holdings this is another one 
This is one of those uh, pay now or buy now, pay later uh, companies. Uh, stock had a great day today. Strong earnings numbers. Little partnership announced with Amazon. Stock rose 13.7%, $18.30 gain to 151.83. SoFi, 12.5% rise. Good earnings numbers there, up $2.55 to 22.97. And Corey, thought of you on this one. You've been on my mind a lot lately, brother. Uh, open door technology, you know, the competitor of, uh, of Zillow. Uh, it's miraculous. They, uh, you know, <laughs> ever since Zillow, announced the the closure of their home flipping business uh open door has just been on fire and um they had great earnings news today as stock shot up three dollars and four cents about a 15.6 percent gain to 22.56 did you see that a um uh i don't know what you classify them as i think probably private equity firm a pe firm stepped in and bought uh gosh what was the number three or four thousand of uh, zillow's mm-hmm. homes yesterday yep yeah and they had a big article in the wall street journal i think yesterday you probably saw it um and I don't know how they equate it. They said build to rent housing. I don't know over the last yes, year that's years, fascinating. Had the yep. had the best return. I think it was eight percent annualized. Or I was reading it right. So you know that I don't think that business is going away. But obviously the the algorithm buy and flip probably mm-hmm. won't be as successful because the market may not move as fast to do that. But the the buy to rent on the investor level and the institutional level and the mass scale level. It's probably going to be with us forever now because they've they figured out how to scale it. They figured out how to, you know, make a good return on it, and they figured out how to take it to the the bond market, you know, right. to get capital for it. So it's just it, a new asset a, class. Take take a moment and explain to the audience what that is because it's a it's a relatively new concept and term. Well, and if you think about it, back during the Great Recession when we had all these foreclosures, towards the end of it when we were coming out of things, and it wasn't right at the beginning, but as things were looking better. Um, Wall Street, you know, for lack of a better term, some a couple big institutions came out and started buying houses and buying thousands and thousands and thousands of houses all across the country. They were here in Reno, um, but a lot of Arizona, Atlanta, I mean, just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and they bundle them all together and they end up with, you know, tens of thousands of houses that they were trying to figure out how to scale and how to manage. And, you know, how do you take these these thousands of different roofs and and make them all pencil out with the same plumber, with the same amenities, with the management, with all these kind of headaches. It's kind of like the Wild West days, because prior to that, they owned apartment buildings. And so you had everything under one roof, and then one person could go to one building and take care of multiple problems. And this was a whole different set of issues to deal with. And they figured it out. Um, and then as they stabilized their rents and showed that this was a viable you know, business, then they could take those rents, go to the capital markets, and and basically get loans against it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have 25,000 houses, and they're going to net me X amount of millions of dollars per month, and I can show you it's done it for well over a year, and here's mm-hmm. my plan. You know, you go to the capital markets, and they're going to loan you a ton of money to keep That's doing right. it because it's working, and then everybody else jumps into it. And now the, the kind of newer part of this is – they're building full subdivisions that you and I as buyers used to go in and buy the houses. Now they're selling those full subdivisions from these national builders to these institutions to simply just rent out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of takes out the middleman. They don't have to search. It's very easy for them. The very first one they ever did in the country was right here in Sparks. Oh, um, was it? oh that's right. That's right. It was the first one yeah. in the country. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Lenar, yeah. And so it's a, uh, it's a very interesting, you know, dynamic. And if you think about it, we've talked about it. It's like taking a, you know, a, I don't know, 
2,500 unit apartment building, instead of going vertical, you go horizontal, (laughs) but they all have, you know, their own parcels, their own things. So it's pretty interesting idea because if they ever needed to raise capital or sell or do anything, you have single family houses that you can do one or two sales or 10 sales or whatever, Mm -hmm. versus having to sell an entire huge building. And the attraction um, and the attraction of the renter is they give them the opportunity to purchase the home at some point, right? And and I've read some. I'm sure that, you know everybody's program differs a little bit. That a portion of some of your rent can go towards the down payment, almost like a lease to to own option that we discussed years ago. But most of them nowadays, John, they don't even give you that option. I mean, they're, no kidding, they don't want you buying that, huh? Mm. Yes, yeah, strictly rental communities, but you know. When we used to go rent, right, we had to go find something by the yeah. college that was 70 years old and mm-hmm. you know, the toilets didn't work and they'd do our own stuff. Now imagine you go down to this community. It's got every amenity you could ever imagine. You can rent your house for probably about the same, well, a little bit more than your mortgage payment. Um, but it's a brand new house. It's yeah. yours. The, the landlord's taking care of it. It's, it appeals to that millennial dynamic sure. and it appeals to that downsized dynamic of people that, um, you know, they're empty nesters now and they don't want to deal with all the headaches. So absolutely, um, it'll be yeah. with us for a while. Yeah, no doubt about that. Fascinating. All right. When we come back, we'll uh, begin attacking the Reno Sparks Association Realtors market report for the month of October. Lots of great data in there. We'll tell you what the median price is, how long it's taken to sell a home, all the data with the boys. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Weekdays at 12 noon. Let not your heart be troubled. Sean Hannity on News Talk 780-KOH. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780-KOH with Dwight Millard of Hometown Lenders, Corey Edge of Edge Realty. All right, one of our favorite shows we get to do each and every month is thanks to our friends over at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors when we get to share with you the, the data mining that they have done. They create what's called the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. We call them RSAR. The Market Summary Report gives us every bit of information we need about our local real estate market. So without further ado, boys, let's get down to it because we always run out of time and I want to try to avoid that tonight because there's there's some good information in this one. And, uh, you know, overall, that is looking pretty, pretty good. So here we go in the market summary, and then we'll start drilling down to specifics and specific areas. During the month of October, the report showed that Reno Sparks had 565 sales of existing single homes. That was a decrease of 4.7% from September and about a 10.5% decrease from October of last year. The report listed the median sales price and existing single residents in Reno Sparks at $540,000. That is an increase of 1.9% just from last month and an increase of 18.7% from the previous year. Just as a reminder, all the sales numbers are for existing stick-built, single-family dwellings. Do not include condos, townhomes, manufactured, etc. Uh, the median price for condos and townhomes in Reno Sparks, 
298,750, an increase of 16.7%. All right, Corey, as we always do, let's kind of stop right there and start uh, digesting some of the some of the data that's in front of us. So we had a decrease of 4.7 from, from September and a 10.5% decrease from a year ago. I, I want to bring this right to the to the forefront. I was going through this report, looking at the charts because I'm a chart guy, and you know if if some of the chart patterns that I'm seeing uh, in in some of the data are similar to what we you know how we kind of look and see what a stock or an ETF is going to do, it, it appears that we're starting to see a little bit of a slowdown. Um, the one I'm looking at specifically is the new listings. So we had 606 new listings um, for October. A year ago, there was 599, so a little bit of an increase there. Year to date, the listings are kind of flat, only up about uh, about a half a percent. So we'll, we'll talk about that in more detail. But am I sensing right, kind of looking at the charts and some of the data that, that we're kind of pausing right now? I think you've used that term these last couple months, and, and now I'm really starting to see it in the data. Is that still the way you feel, Corey? Yeah, it's seasonality. We're going into, you know, we've talked about on the show the last two weeks, these bears trying to get into hibernation. Well, buyers and sellers go into hibernation, too, especially, you know, this time of year, getting close to Thanksgiving all the way through December. Everybody starts waking right back up right around the middle of January. And again, if our audience could see this chart, you're absolutely right. We've got a little bit of a downtrend the last couple of months. But if you look going back two years... It comes down in December, then bounces up in January. It yep. did it in 2018. It did it in 2019. It did it in 2020. And, you know, right. the theory always is it'll it'll keep doing it and it'll do it again this year. And you just don't know if it's the start of something different or the exact mm-hmm. same pattern. I would guess, based on everything we know, that it's just the same pattern repeating itself. And, right. you know, from January, February, everybody puts the holidays behind them, you know, tries to pay off their credit cards and sure. gets back out to house shopping. All right, very good, Dwight. You are uh, you are where the whole process uh, starts with the pre-approval letter. You're seeing the numbers come through uh, when they finally sign the contract, which we'll talk about how how fast that's going nowadays. Um, Five hundred forty thousand medium price at this point. What are you hearing from your developers? Are they uh, are they you know fat, dumb, and happy right now, being able to nudge up these prices a little bit now that commodity prices have stabilized? Uh, are they making you know more money than they know what to do with it? What's kind of the tone among your, your developer friends? Well, I, th- I think the challenge right now is is still a supply chain crisis. You know, if you if you're holding houses longer than you expect, just because you can't get them closed because you're missing cabinets, carpet, whatever. Paint now is a problem, so I think I, I think they're in a good spot, but I I, I just don't think that uh, you know if this thing continues to drag on for any time you know for a longer period of time, it's going to be a little more pressure I think, and you might have to see rate are their the prices go up a little bit because they're being forced to up their prices per mm-hmm, subcontractors mm-hmm. and the and the material. Sure. So it's it's just an it's an interesting dynamic, like you said, the five forty. Uh, who would have thought, you know, I mean, anybody who's been in this area for a long time, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, but it's still really healthy. There's just not the panic right now. Like Corey That's said, there's just not say. the panic. Yeah. Everybody wanting to get qualified and I got to buy it tomorrow. When that house comes up, I got to buy it. So it, the panic seems to have slowed down, which is nice. This, this is more healthier long-term than what we've experienced, you know, uh, oh. over the past several months. 
Well, you know, looking at the at the, uh, the the medium sales price, to your point, Dwight, five forty, as we uh, mentioned a year ago. Once again, it was four fifty five, so up eighteen point seven percent. Once again, I always like to throw this term out there just to kind of remind everybody, right? I, my our, our job and responsibility is not to you know be too high or be too low when uh, when when this data comes out, but just to remind everybody. I mean, think about this for a second. That's like having so a year ago you had a four hundred and fifty five thousand dollar stock portfolio, right? And and now a year later it's up to five hundred and forty thousand and eighteen point seven percent return. Okay, good year in the market, right? S and P is is a, is a reference point is up twenty three point eight percent year to date. So the the home price, the media home price is keeping up with a phenomenal year in the stock market, right? Is that a coincidence, mm-hmm. Corey, or is that uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know an anomaly in your opinion? I think I know what your answer is no, going to be. I think, hey, when the good times roll, they roll all That's over right. the place. So right. I, it's that general kind of feeling in the economy and in the workers that you got a job, it's secure. You could probably get a higher-paying one if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, your 401K is up. Your, all your retirement accounts are up. Your housing's up. I mean, it's it's that rising tide lifts all boats. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't see it. And the other thing, too, is we talk about this new listing, which looks like peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the same chart for median sold price over the same time frame, mm-hmm. it ramps up in the summertime, then it sits steady in the winter. It ramps up in the summertime, yeah. sits steady. So the, the one key thing I look at in these charts, especially at that price, is if you start seeing a discernible kind of downtrend, because we haven't sure. seen that for you know, going back probably, really, if this thing went back far enough to uh, 2009, 10, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when we were first coming out. So, um, yeah, I, I did, again, I think this is just seasonal. I've had this discussion with many buyers. I'm sure Dwight does, too. When things slow down right now, now is the time you want to be out there shopping. because That was my next question. You're encouraging people. Yep. You can negotiate. You don't have to pay the asking price if you don't feel like it. There's more houses to look at. Don't be scared away by the slowdown. Jump into it. It's an opportunity, not a, not a problem. It's like waiting for your favorite stock to to dip in price, and it finally has dipped. Uh, you know, and it's viewed as a short term situation. Yeah, get in there and, and do it. You know, guys. Before yeah. I get back to the report, I, w- I want to throw this uh, story out. So I, I had a uh, an account review with a client of ours that has moved out of the area, moved from the Lake Tahoe area. And uh, still has a business here in town, uh, but moved from the Lake Tahoe area, cashed in, you know, the same old scenario, you know, <laughs> uh, asked, you know, this price got way above that 30 days, all cash, blah, 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 took, took the money and ran, went to Utah. And he was telling me, you know, what, what the dollar can buy in Utah, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, beautiful home, beautiful neighborhood, you know, right down the road from Park City, Utah, so on and so forth. And I'm seeing this more and more with our clients that, that they're cashing in, they're taking advantage of this but they're not rebuying here locally they're shifting to other parts of the country yeah yeah i so, mean it's quality of life right it's, it's it is a dollar yeah. stretches further like, and you know for for people that have been around reno a long time it's it's changing there's a lot more yeah. people the there's a lot more viewpoints on how things should mm-hmm. be done and mm-hmm. and some of the people that have been here for a while you know don't want to deal with it so we'll move yeah. somewhere else that's right. That's right. Yeah, I've got them. I've got them moving all across the country. Not one specific yeah. state in particular. It's uh, it's kind of fascinating to see that. And to your point, Corey, these are long term, you know, northern Nevadans. <laughs> so, all right, let's go to uh, Reno specifically. Uh, we had 390 sales. Uh, that was a decrease of 12.4% from last year and a decrease of 5.6% from September. Medium price now. Drum roll, please. 
$550,000 is the median price here in Reno. No change from the previous month and a 13.4% increase from October. Uh, median price of condos, $315,000, an increase of 10.5% from the prior year. Yeah, and I think that the key to that whole paragraph, John, is you went down in the number of sales, but your median sales price stayed steady. And that, that's right. That's kind of what you look for. So, again, it's just a, the seasonal pattern. Exactly. Dwight, let's go over to Sparks. We had 175. This includes Spanish Springs, by the way. We had 175 sales. Um, that was a decrease also of 5.9% from last year and a 2.8% decrease from the previous month. Medium price there. 498,000, an increase of 20.7% from last year and an increase of 1.4% from last month. The condo medium price, 268,000. Are those just fascinating numbers, John? They really are. I I mean, (laughs) as you know, I mean, I lived in Sparks for a little while. I mean, you know, there's some real pocket areas where the homes are, you know, you get the alphabets. I mean, they're you know, Sparks is a, a, a fantastic community to live in, but I never thought you would see. Yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there'll be five hundred thousand next month. Oh, you yeah. know, as a median, mm-hmm. and uh, if not, you know, they'll be higher. But uh, it's just, it's, <laughs> you know, it's it's getting very, very challenging for people on their own, a husband and wife, newly yes. married or whatever, yep. to buy a house. Next question. You know, it's getting I tougher. Bet. That's a uh, psychologically, we're talking the the psych psychology of, of, uh, you know, purchasing homes, a major purchase. Don't you guys agree? You, you hit that, that half a million dollar mark. And, and especially if you're, mm-hmm. you know, maybe buying your first home or, or your second or so that that's a tough number to swallow. I, I, I mean, I remember when I bought my first half a million dollar house, I was scared to death. It's like, my God, how am I going to afford this? I don't know what it was. $2,500 a month payment, $3,000, whatever it was. And it's, you know, when you're that's young, that's a, that's a scary number. Uh, it's a big number too, and it, you know we talked about on Tuesday the first time buyers, and and it's it must be nerve wracking to be a first time yeah. buyer, just <laughs> fresh in the market, never been in it, exactly. knowing that you're going to have to plunk down more than likely a half a million dollars just to get into your starter home, and yep. you know, and the wages haven't kept up. Luckily, we have a much broader job base here, so getting a job isn't a problem. But to Dwight's point, he said it before, it probably takes two people, you know, or yeah. a co-signer family member because it's. Yeah. It's these prices, and I just, um, with this expanded job base and kind of where this town has mm-hmm. gone, I don't see it going backwards. So right. if you're waiting around for these prices to come back down to 200000 <laughs> you might as well <laughs> yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah, find another part of the country, unfortunately. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Weekdays from 3 to 5. This is where Reno comes to talk. Dan Mason on News Talk 780 KOH. Welcome back to the John Sanchez Show on News Talk 780 KOH with Corey Edgevedge, Realty Dwight Millard of Hometown Lenders. Corey, can I get your phone number, sir? 673-6700. Beautiful. Mr. Millard. 
All righty, boys. Thank you so very much. Let's get back to our report. Uh, I'm going to uh, skip through a few things, guys. As uh, you know, as always, we're running out of time here. Uh, Corey, let's start moving on down to the to the charts, and uh, I'm just going to hit some numbers, and two of you chime in if uh, you see anything or say anything. I want to say anything in uh, in regards to something standing out. So, our new listings for October. 606. A year ago was 599. So an increase of about 1.2%. Uh, nothing major there, Corey, it doesn't look like? No, no, just pattern, the same pattern over and over again. Okay. And, and year to date, folks, this is an interesting one. Uh, for all of 20, or excuse me, through October of 2020, there were 6,165 new listings. Um, right now, through October of this year, 6,194, so half a percent increase. So that's a good number to look at, right, Corey? It, that shows that, that you know, even though our inventory levels are low, there's still at least an equivalent amount compared to a year ago. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. We'll see what kind of, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of new homes that are being bought that don't come into this report because these are resales mm-hmm. off of the MLS. If you look at our peak new listings from 2019, we were pushing 950. And in the last two years, we've kind of crested right around that 650 range per month. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe we'll see that number increase over the years as some of these new home purchasers start to sell. But, you know, we may be a little tapped out on existing resales you know, at the moment right. for now. So. Right, right. I love this one, the days to contract. So <clears throat> this is from when somebody lists their home to when an offer, signed offer is accepted. Uh, for October, it took an average of nine days. A year ago, it took nine days. Uh, year to date, um, six days has kind of been the average. A year ago, it was about 13 days. So I, that shows, again, Corey, to your point, your point, Dwight, that the demand is still very, very strong, right? It's, you know, you place it and you've got a signed offer within nine days. Yeah, and we'll probably see that number go up a little bit over the next couple months, um, just because a lot of people are still pricing off of summer numbers. So if you come to me mm-hmm. and say, hey, I want to sell my house, my neighbor sold in July for 800000 well, you know, you might be more in the 750 range unless we wait for the seasonal pattern to play sure. out. Um, sure. So you'll see that go extend a little bit. People are receiving 100.3% of the uh, uh, price received of what they've, what they've listed it for. So that's a good number compared to 998 a year ago. And we'll wrap it up, guys, with the, uh, the month's supply of inventory. One month's supply uh, compared to, um, uh, you know, we'll call it three weeks uh, about a year ago. Yeah, and, and I mean, just historically low numbers. It's still a seller's market no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dad is definitely supporting that along with the most important thing, your guys' opinion on there. All righty, boys. Excellent job as always. Great information. Thanks to our friends at RSAR for always providing this tremendous information. God bless. Have a great evening. We'll do it again tomorrow on the John Sanchez Show on Newstalk 780 KOH. On air, online, on demand. Newstalk 780 KOH. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.